Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 720, October 26, 2021. 83 degrees was the record high on this day, and that happened in 1955. And it was uh, 16 degrees on this day in 1962. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Well, I have to clear up some business from yesterday. I was uh, <clears throat> gave Downing a plug. He sells pumpkins on Highland Parkway and Snelling. He's now sold out completely. <laughs> no, and I was wondering about his trailer. He said, uh, let Kenny know that we have a 16-foot tandem axle trailer freshly loaded with three tons of pumpkins for today. Wow. Well, actually, you were partially right, Joe, mm-hmm. because you can carry bales on those, and farmers do it all the time, yep. 16-footer. Yep. Tossed about eight round bales on there. Down the road you go. He also uh, writes, you mentioned that the Stones concert in Minneapolis Sunday night went off, without, went off without any apparent unrest. I find that ironic. Sunday's Pioneer Press had a rundown of past Stones shows in the Twin Cities, and many had been newsworthy for the behavior of Stones fans outside the venue, which had been reported in detail by the newspaper. I remember in particular the 1972 performance at Met Sports Center, where the North Stars played, where we ultimately had to leave due to uh, intense... Uh, chemical irritants. There were 500 people banging in the doors trying to get in, and they told everybody to get out. It was a big mess. And huh. Downing, Downing says, but how things have changed. Nowadays, a Rolling Stone show comes off without a hitch. Meanwhile, rioting, public drug use, and people throwing things at the police describes just another night in Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that weird? He's right. Uh, and regarding the Alec Baldwin unfortunate uh, gun incident when he accidentally killed a cinematographer uh bloomington bob writes i can't help but find some parallels between my own experience with guns while hunting and the tragic alec baldwin shooting when i was about 14 my dad took me deer hunting near black duck minnesota it was a cold day in early november we had not seen any deer so we decided to cut the day short at about 3 p.m two hours before legal shooting times ended as we walked out of the woods about two miles, we jumped a deer but did not shoot as we did not have a doe permit and it was not clear if it had horns. As we got back to the car, we put our rifles into the trunk of the car and closed the lid. As we waited for my dad's buddies to get out of the woods, a game warden stopped by. He proceeded to ask us where our guns were. We told him they were in the trunk of the car. He asked to see them. As the game warden checked our rifles, he took each of our guns out of the case and immediately checked to see if they were loaded. When he got to my gun, the officer discovered it was still loaded. I had left the gun loaded and put it away in the case. This is a big no-no. Never store a loaded gun. A big must-do is to treat all guns as if they are loaded until proven visually directly to you, which the officer did in my situation. I was reprimanded very appropriately, I'm not going to foghorn that, by both my dad and the officer. I never forgot that day and have always checked every gun I've handled, demonstrating to anyone I hand a gun to that it is in fact unloaded and safe or cold. 
Perhaps the game warden was able to prevent a potentially tragic situ situation by practicing basic gun safety concerns. Alec Baldwin did not do this and is now liable for the consequences, whatever they may be, criminal, personal, reckless, or ethical. Yeah. Well, may I re recreate a scene that happens um, every second in gun shops all over the country? Mm -hmm. Customer at the counter may, says, uh, can I see that firearm? Uh, employee takes the firearm out, clears it, makes sure there's nothing in it, hands it to the customer. The customer does the exact same thing. Even though he witnessed mm -hmm. the employee clearing it, he clears it, checks it, and then proceeds to check out that firearm, treating it all the time as if it were loaded. Mm -hmm. Never point that muzzle at anybody or anything. Right. And I've been checked by um, wardens over the years, and it's always been face-to-face. And I always hand them shotgun, rifle, whatever it is, barrel up and say, it's, she's loaded, mm -hmm. here it is. Mm -hmm. And they clear it themselves. Mm -hmm. That's normal. And let's, let's clear up something about Father Doug Ebert, who apparently, not apparently, who presided at your grandmother's funeral. Yes. On, uh, yes. And uh, we get Hail the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail you. you. First, I want to tell Reavers <laughs> I, uh, how sorry we are for the loss of his grandmother. Thank However, you. we got quite the chuckle out of Monday's episode where he mentioned Father Doug Ebert. Father Doug used to be the pastor at our church, Guardian Angels in Chaska. Oh, sure. And he's a great guy. What Reavers might not know is that Father Doug is a late-in-life priest. In fact, before he became a priest in 2009, he was a commercial airline pilot for more than 30 years. Wow. We had the pleasure of first meeting Father Doug at a welcome barbecue hosted by our friends and fellow parishioners. I may or may not have had one too many glasses <laughs> of wine when I said to Father Doug, I'll make a deal with you. If you start your first homily with something along the lines of welcome to flight 135 my name is father doug ebert <laughs> and i'll be your priest for this journey we will donate a thousand dollars to the school well the next uh -oh. sunday we're all seated at mass and wouldn't uh -oh. you know it father doug starts the homily with a pre-flight announcement <laughs> it was hysterical and it led to a really good homily about the journey he took to the priesthood and the journey we all take as catholics so hearing his name today and remembering that i was out a grand because he took my bet years ago uh made me and the handsome husband laugh i am glad that he was able to celebrate reaver's grandmother's life i would love to have him Say my celebration, Mass. Keep up the good work, gentlemen. Kate Tierney in Carver. Uh, P.S. Father Doug also liked to poke fun at how our 19-year-old son, who has a series of pictures in the Guardian Angel School yearbook from PK through third grade, pre-K through third grade, was had the nastiest scowl you've ever seen. He apparently hated have his, having his picture taken, and Father Doug found that hysterical. That's great. Oh, what a great email. Those guys that join late, they make pretty good priests. Well, what, what's funny, too, I told you this before the show, but my nephew um, played guitar at the end of the ceremony. He, he was a little nervous. Um, and so I remember now Father Doug talking to him about that. Hmm. So obviously that means he knew what he was discussing because he was a musician. That's really cool. Thanks for the email. Uh, Moderna chairman says Booster could be yearly. Hold up. Wait, Wait a minute. minute. Wait a minute. Something, Something, ain't, Something right. ain't right. Moderna Chairman Nubar Afeon indicated today that his company's COVID-19 shot could require yearly boosters. It may well need an annual booster, potentially varying on a year-to-year -year or every few years basis as the virus varies, Afeon said on the Fox Business Network during an interview on Mornings with Maria, whatever the hell that is. 
A fan added that the most impact and death toll of the pandemic have been unlike anything experts have seen in the past century. Because of this uncertainty surrounding what the virus may look like in the future, it's difficult to surmount. You know what's become clear? This has become the predominant dynamic in our lives. It has, yes. Yeah. There's even some stories that say, if you get the vaccine, you're less likely to die of any cause. Does that make sense? What? Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's stories out there that say if you get the vaccine, you're you're uh, you're safe from virtually everything. Car accidents. What is this? The Lightning new cure strike. for cancer? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I don't want to get one of these. Well, I get a flu shot every year. Just, yeah, you can do them at the same time. God no almighty. problem with that. Um, I think I was a little unclear yesterday. I got an email from a gentleman encouraging me to get the shot. I've I've had the vaccine. Um. It, it's just the booster I was wondering about. I, not, truth be told, I should have stayed home yesterday. I was having a very uh, bad, yeah. I, I apologize to Gio. For, yeah, but I, what, yeah, oh, it, it would have disaster. only bothered me had, had we been in the same room. I don't really care if you showed up when you're 400 miles yeah, from here. But I stunk it up on the air, yeah, too. Yeah, you and did. I should, you have, did. I, I should yeah. have just stayed home. Yeah. Taking so the next I'm couple sorry. plays off. Yeah, sorry about that, GLers. <laughs> so, don't, don't play sick. This fan said, we just don't know how this virus is going to travel from being a pandemic all the way to potentially an endemic virus we have to get used to living with. I think if we end up there, there will be a continuous need for boosting. Okay. So... I, I shared a pretty dark thought with the mayor earlier today, and I will share a portion of it. Mm-hmm. Do you guys get the feeling that this is kind of some type of grand vision that, that started years ago? In other words, Joe, how should I say this? You know what I said to you earlier. Yeah, and I'm going to save your sorry ass. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> The uh, you didn't help me yesterday, dummy. Why are you helping him? I try to help everyone. I'm in the helping business. Yes, you are. People helping people. Uh, well, boy, pharmaceutical companies have really seen their wealth increase, haven't they? Yeah, they have. As a matter of fact, I believe it was Pfizer uh, recorded for the year, the calendar year of 2020. I believe just off this alone, the vaccine I'm talking, I believe it was 35 and a half billion dollars in profits well correct me if i'm wrong scotty but did moderna even exist before this Ooh. uh that's a catastrophe we'll look that up right now uh i think so i, I think there's, yeah, there's, there's a moderna wasn't was there it? i i thought that they uh have, have made their bones uh, due to this particular vaccine that, that they uh, uh now i could be wrong they might have been in business for the last 50 years i had never heard of them but then again well i've heard of pfizer and I've heard of Johnson and Johnson. Sure, I had never previously heard of something called their Moderna. founding year was 2010. Well, they're a fairly young company then, aren't they? I don't know what they did between 2010 and 2020. What's that? Ten years? Yeah. Uh, the company's only commercial product is the Moderna vaccine. The company has 24 vaccine candidates, including vaccine candidates for influenza, HIV the Nipah virus, and a second COVID-19 vaccine that will be easier to store and administer than existing vaccines. So there are a bunch of scientists who are, you know, ostensibly trying to serve mankind, right? I mean, yeah. uh, so I don't think you need to say what you told me off the air, although it's, a, it's certainly a conversation that 
Well, I guess that the reason many I, people are having the, the the reason I thought that is just because you know your your big point of contention with big education mm-hmm. is their alignment with the government, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And I think big pharma falls under that category. So uh, it, yes, let me get this clear, Chris. You're uneasy with pharmaceutical companies making. Uh, making money off of this not at all it's 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 business what what i'm saying is this just incessant push for this is coming from somewhere that i i I just find troubling right why i guess if i were concerned with big pharma i would have been concerned about opioid use that too yeah absolutely. 10 years ago and the way they pushed that absolutely as a matter of fact i have found myself defending big pharma in the case of uh, what's that time release um, white trash heroin drug? Meth? No, 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 no. Come on, come on. You give it to guys with really bad back issues. Vicodin? No, Vicodin is that's like eating M and M's. Just continue on. I'll look it up. Wow. I don't want to continue because there's nowhere to take this. My observation, which is a new one that just developed today, is this has become the most principal aspect of American life. And I guess the the problem I'm continuing to have is we were told from the beginning, just wait until. You know, it started with the two, and I know I won't go down that road, but the two weeks to slow the spread. Then it was just until we get the vaccine, which we were told you won't contract COVID-19 if you get the vaccine. Well, we found out that that's not true. So with the continuing moving of the goalpost, doesn't anybody else have questions about what's going on here? Because I certainly do. Well, the other way to look at it would be that a novel coronavirus was introduced to Earth. In a lab in China. It had not previously (laughs) been seen. Uh, It befuddled researchers initially and then with great haste they they set out to dampen it they set out to control it they set out to develop a vaccine and as they continue uh, their research and studies they're discovering that initially the vaccine wasn't enough perhaps you need a booster and then today we're getting the news from the Moderna chairman that depending how the virus plays out if it becomes an endemic, uh, we might be seeing a situation where, like the flu shot, you get a you get a COVID shot every year. That's another thing. I think it's stupid to call it a vaccine. It's a shot, mm-hmm. and you hope for the best. That's that would be that would be the most charitable way to look at what's taking place. That there is nothing nefarious going on. There is no uh, there is no dark background to this. That that. This this illness became introduced to Earth in humans, and we're dealing with it. And it will be here forever. I would think so. And, I, and that's the other part. It's this idea that by restricting or putting up restrictions or whatever, that it's going to go away. It's it's never going to go away. It's 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 here forever. Uh, the narcotic I was referring to is OxyContin. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a time release thing. That's what got Prince, right? Wasn't it? Fentanyl, but it was fentanyl laced. That's right. Petty, That's petty right. Prince. Yeah. All right. All right. Just make you feel like you want to change where you work? Daily. No, and I don't mean you. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Why do you keep asking us that? Right? Yeah. Well, oh, you want to work? What are you yeah, getting at, maybe. Joe? Get out know. to Centerpoint in Mendota Heights Commercial <laughs> Office Park. <laughs> an eight-building campus and rolling park-like land. No, thanks. Uh, it's convenient to the airport, both downtowns. It's convenient to the highways 55, 62, 494, 35. Their grants problem, not ours. It's really a wonderful <laughs> deal because you're parking, you're parking free right in front of your place. There's no elevator weights. They're all single story. You get your own restrooms, of course. Each office space is customizable, so you can get exactly what you want. They have iWave air purification systems in the buildings. It's either iWave or OneWave. Looks like I to me. I-Wave air purification system in the building's park-like setting with spots for lunch and walking trails and bike trails. It's a lovely, lovely setting, and you can find out much more and see much more at Escape to Mendota. That's one word, escapetomendota.com. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And as you've been hearing over the course of the last couple of months, Josh asks you one simple question, and that's always, do you know what you own? You see, Josh's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, well, they don't. They absolutely have no idea. Josh has also seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds. And there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that those bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, know what you own. And you'll hear from Mr. Money Talk later today here in Garage Logic to give you a specialized report on the goings-on in the market today. Trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Please, you can take it from me that you can trust Josh. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation, and you do so by calling 952 952- 925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Truth, Justice, and the Souchere. So yesterday we were talking about pushing around the white gold, the snow, and I made mention of GL or my buddy Johnny up here. His, he uh, sent me a text. His record, listen to this, pushing snow, 42 hours with one 45-minute nap Shut is his record. Oh, man. 42 hours. Wow. He loves it so much, if he had a place, he would go to the Southern Hemisphere and do it uh, during our summer down there. Really? <laughs> If you, if that, this, this fellow's disturbed. <laughs> oh, Johnny, Johnny's a great guy, man. He's a great guy. If this interests you, you got to contact professionalturf.com. Uh, you hear us talking about these guys every spring. Best lawn care shop in the business. They can really make that grass grow. They can really move that snow, and that's why they want to talk to you, GLers, this fall. Uh, they're looking for some employees. So typically, the kind of employees they're looking uh, for are the laid off, you know, lawn care employees, roofers, siders, construction, seasonal workers that don't have anything to do in the winter. Uh, you guys with know-how, confidence, uh, long hours, uh, big jobs, it doesn't scare you away. It's a great opportunity to turn some extra time into extra money. They've got a very flexible compensation program to work with. Uh, and, and this is where it gets really good. They're adding to their full-time staff for the 2022 summer year. Uh, and I know a lot of these guys that work for Dave at uh, ProTurf, 
and they are happy employees. It's a great opportunity, full benefits, exceptional pay. All you have to do is log on to professionalturf.com, click on contact us, send your info, uh, and get in line and talk to these guys. Again, professionalturf.com. Let's take us to Chicago. I occasionally am made privy to internal Chicago Police Department materials provided to me by a very trusted source. Okay. And I'm learning today, uh, and this was uh, written uh, by a uh, retired district commander from the Chicago Police Department. In a desperate bid to keep this year's murder count under 800, Chicago Police Department brass plans to have hijacking, gang, and murder cops sit on street corners. Chicago Police Department leaders this week prepared to order all officers who support detectives and the citywide carjacking teams to sit in patrol cars on street corners in violence-prone neighborhoods as CPD brass desperately tries to keep the city's homicide total below 800 for the year, according to department communications provided to CWB Chicago. Under the plan, which one commander hoped would be changed, modified, or rescinded, all officers assigned to the detective division, including gang investigators, vehicular hijacking investigators, and video evidence specialists, will be required to wear their uniforms and sit in a box between 6 p.m. and 3 a.m. Sitting in a box is Chicago Police Department slang for being assigned to sit in a car at a fixed position in a high-crime area. It's also known as scarecrow policing. Our chain of command did not come up with this one, supervisor wrote. This is coming from the superintendent. The second source said the order came from CPD second in command, first deputy superintendent, Eric Carter. The plan would bring violent crime investigations to a near halt, the second source said, because the cops who do much of the legwork to support detectives that investigate murders, shootings and carjackings and other crimes will be sitting in cars on the streets. They're resorting to scarecrow policing instead of having the officers do the jobs they are trained to do, assisting homicide and shooting detectives, uh, the second source said. Among the cops who will be tossed onto the streets under the plan are officers assigned to the CPD's area technology centers. Just two years ago, Mayor Lori Lightfoot announced that all of the city's detective divisions have been outfitted with area technology centers. Uh, So the mayor's priorities apparently have changed. So they're, they're, that's what they're doing. They're, they're, uh, they're trying to not top the murder record of 796, which occurred in 1996, uh, according to my guy, during crime waves fueled by crack cocaine. Wow. I think that'll work. Do you think it'll help? Uh, I don't know. They certainly sound like they're being placed in harm's way, don't they? Yeah, you know exactly where I'm going. Bad guys don't respect cops the way they may have in the past. And it it seems to me that you're setting cops up just to be sitting ducks. Case in point, remember we we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, that viral video in which two cars, I think they were both Dodge Chargers, were shooting at each other with a squad car right behind them with his lights on. Right. And that didn't deter them at all. There's been... Cases in the United States where people just come up to a cop and shoot him point blank. Yep. For no reason. In the meantime. This, this troubles me, this Chicago in, thing. In the meantime, Mayor Lori Lightfoot is proposing to uh, provide uh, 5,000 families in Chicago with guaranteed monthly income of $500. No. Using the money uh, that was assigned to Chicago for pandemic relief. Uh, and she is getting pushback. Uh, most of the aldermen are in favor of it, but who do you think she's getting pushback from? Black people. 
who say, God almighty, spend the money on police and violence prevention. Yeah. Don't provide a guaranteed income. Quit trying to do us favors. Get the not get the violence in this town under control. And and uh, that's going to be the biggest program of its kind in the country. Oh, wait till Melvin gets word of this. Well, I wonder where they do that, don't we, in St. Paul? Oh, that's right. Well, you get what? 50 bucks for college when you're born. Uh, I, I thought there was a I think we have 100 families or something that get some money. Okay, you know. I'll, I'll I'll play the other side. Uh, wondering what the Reverend would say about this, because there are people um, truly down and out and not bad people that wouldn't spend this on drugs, that would spend it on food, that would spend it on whatever. Uh, you, you know, what's? I'd like to hear both sides of this argument. Well, you know, in obviously, a town of five, obviously, I fall down on your side of uh, this discussion, but I really want to hear the other side. The five thousand recipients must be adults and make less than thirty-five grand a year. They will be chosen randomly for the program. See that that's problematic right there. Why not vet the hell out of them? Mm-hmm. At the very yeah. least, vet the hell out of them to and, make and, sure that it's going to be going to your kids and putting food on the table. And make sure they're working or maybe at least drug-free. And that's exactly what I was going to say, Kenny. Well, why not also then assist these people with employment opportunities? Yeah. Why are we, why are we continually trying to force people to sit on their ass and not work? It, it is incredibly easy right now to get a job. Yes. I mean, crazy easy. I just, I just read uh, the Denver International Airport held a job fair. Mm-hmm. They anticipated 5,000 people. 100 people showed up. You are kidding me. Wow. 100 people showed up. Somebody close to me lost their job on Saturday, already has a new job today. Really? Got two weeks severance and is starting next week. Oh. And then to so counter this... Two, two, two paychecks for one week, you know? That's, <laughs> that's how easy. And they're good-paying jobs. To counter this dreadful Chicago news... Do uh, you recall last week we were saying something to the effect that we don't want to go downtown Chicago anymore? We we used to, all of us at one time or another oh, in our right. lives, would mm-hmm. make a pilgrimage yeah. occasionally to Michigan. Chicago. Yeah. In fact, oh. I've been there way more than often, but I have no desire to. I think we it, it came up when we uh, were talking about the crime on Michigan Avenue. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Scott Matura writes, uh, he wrote this last week, but I've been hanging on to it, and I'm glad I did because it fits in perfectly here. Uh, listening to yesterday's podcast meeting last week, you and the gang talked about all of your fond memories of a once great city, Chicago. In the 1990s, in the days before 9-11, our group of friends would get cheap flights out on a Friday afternoon and returning on Sunday evening or Monday morning, or we would drive. I have more fond memories of Chi-Town than I could ever fit into an email, but some highlights include dining in some of America's finest residence restaurants, such as Charlie Trotter's and True. Beer festivals in various locations in and around Chicago. Closing down one of the best beer bars in America, the Map Room, at the corner of Hoyne and Armitage. I've been to the Map Room. Getting the uh, VIP visit for lunch at Frontera Grill. Finishing the evening at Redhead Piano Bar. Dinner at the once iconic, it's a deserved use of the word, Les Francais in Wheeling, where my buddy was a line cook. From martinis at Gibson's in the Gold Coast to hangover brunch at the Soul Kitchen in the Bucktown neighborhood and solving all the world's problems over Honker's Ale at the original Goose Island location. (laughs) And more meals and cocktails than I will ever remember in several of the 82 neighborhoods that is Chicago. My buddy even uh, bought a cop dinner out one wild night because, in his words, because he's just cool. 
But those days are gone and never coming back. I went back to Chicago a couple of years ago for a large industry trade show, and it wasn't the city I remembered. The temperature was completely different. People walked by you on the streets with a tension you could feel and almost see like a suspicious cloud. That vibe of those days in the 90s was a distant memory. We had our share of fun on our trips, but all the while I longed for coming home to Montana, and that wasn't the case all those years ago. It is yet another city I no longer recognize, and why do I no longer recognize yet another city I once loved? Because the left ruins everything they touch, and there is one group to blame, the left. Liberals feel uncomfortable by what the left is doing, but they just can't pull themselves away from the intimidating lure of the left. They are bullied by the left, yet they are enablers by their cowardice, blind, intimidated, continuous votes, and outward support for the people that ruin every city they touch. Pushing back everywhere, uh, every day, Scott Matura from Bozeman, Montana. I can sympathize with him. I spent some many, many great days and nights in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Many. Well, and as recently as, oh, 10 years ago, uh, the kid I used to have led us on a walking beer crawl. Cool. Through some of the neighborhoods in Chicago that I didn't know existed. But we were in genuine neighborhood taverns. Each each having their own reason for their niche. I bet I can pick one out that you went to. I bet you went to Sheffield's. I I, I don't remember the name of the oh, bars. Okay. I don't remember that. That is about as great of a Chicago tap room as there is in that mm-hmm. city. And I'm sure those places are still flourishing to some degree. Sure. Right? But the overall vibe, as Scott points out, the overall vibe isn't there. You know, if, if mom and her daughters can't walk safely down Michigan Avenue while dad's off uh, on a pub crawl, what the hell's the reason to go there? Mm-hmm. So. It's too bad. It, and, and he's right. I mean, it, the same thing applies to downtown Minneapolis. Yeah. I told you guys, Sunday night, it was there was nobody out and about. I'm sitting in Liquor Lyles one afternoon, <laughs> bending, <laughs> bending my elbow with a buddy. He goes, we should go to Kingston Mines. And I said, yeah, it's a cool bar. No, he goes, we should go now. Mm-hmm. Five <laughs> minutes later, we were on eastbound 94. Shut up. We Going got there. In, we got there in time to close down Kingston Mines, turned around, drove right back home. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Young and dumb. Yep. Young and dumb. Yep. Uh-huh. Half a tank of gas and a full pack of cigarettes. Great, great <laughs> city. I watched a guy at Buckingham uh, Fountain convince his girlfriend to get in the fountain one night after the Blues Fest. Cop standing right there saying, don't do it. I have to arrest you. Don't do it. The guy's going, get in. He's not going to arrest you. She gets in the fountain. She gets arrested. Guy says, I'll see you Monday, baby. And he walks away. <laughs> I love got people from Chicago are the best. Oh, <laughs> well, if you want to zip down to Chicago, do it in a new vehicle from Schmelz. There you go. Take a Fiat down there, Alfa Romeo, a new one of the new Volkswagens. Maybe the, ask for a bulletproof model since you're oh, going to Chicago. Oh man, that'd be fun to zip down and zip back, and you're driving in luxury with those Fiats and Alfa Romeos and Volkswagens from Schmelz countryside of Maplewood, right on the southeast quadrant of. Highway 36 and 61, a multi-generational family. It's been there for a long, long time and will continue to be. It's where I shop and always will. Right now, 0% for up to 36 months on new Volkswagen vehicles, with the exception, uh, the exception of the ID4. 
Uh, 0% for 72 months on Fiats and 0% for up to 48 months on Alfa Romeo models. We're all aware of the supply chain problems. We're all aware of the shortage of vehicles on the dealership's lots. Check out the inventory at Schmelz Countryside. Uh, three different websites. Well, actually, it's probably one website, but three different uh, .coms you can do. You there know. you go. SchmelzVW.com, mm -hmm. SchmelzFiat.com, and SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com. GLers, it's Reavers here once again for Chillboys and Chillboys.com. Guess what now is available if you go online to Chillboys.com? Yes, performance long underwear. And I got to tell you, they're pretty dang sweet. I got a pair just a couple of weeks ago, and they are fantastic. So, obviously, winter is coming here. We all know that. But now, in, in addition to the most comfortable underwear that you can ever possibly own, the most comfortable long underwear that you can also own is now available at chillboys.com. Yes, of course, they still have the performance boxers, the bamboo boxers, the boxer briefs. Everything that you want is all still available at chillboys.com, but now including long underwear, performance t-shirts too, by the way. And don't forget forget all of your orders that are over $40, those ship fast and free throughout the entire United States of America. When you're thinking about giving gifts this upcoming holiday season, think about Chillboys and Chillboys.com. And when you place your order at Chillboys.com, please don't forget to let them know that you heard about them on the Garage Logic podcast. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. To decide. Oh, oh, wait. Suspicion moved in next door. This old PK? Mm-hmm. Yeah. PK Mayo. Trouble moving on my street, baby. Oh, suspicions next door. I wonder if they've played Kingston Mines. I bet they have. Get out of my head. I was just thinking the same thing. I wonder if you logged on to DKMags.com, you could find that piece of crap Italian man liquor. You think so? What? <laughs> <laughs> you think you think so, Johnny Height? <laughs> Johnny Height and I have been oh. debating again off the air. There's no way Lee Harvey made that shot. Oh, don't even go down oh, that oh, road. Holy shooter. One shooter. I shouldn't. He did Gary right. Olson at GarageLogic.com. Don't involve me. Um, but that rifle cost about twelve ninety five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was cheap. Yeah, it was cheap. Yeah, and they threw in a pack of bubblegum right. cards at the same time. <laughs> Uh, I've got great news for you, GLers, from both DKMags.com and MontyPawn.com. That's the website for Monticello Pawn and Gun. Firearms financing. Yeah, it's a go. Uh, hop on those websites, fill out the uh, credit app, and based on uh, an approval process, the gun will ship to the store quickly. When it arrives, they're going to call you, the buyer, and you come pick it up. It's that simple. Uh, financing, of course, for the buyer only. We're No shenanigans here. This is up and up. Uh, you can't be picking up a firearm for some uh, somebody else. And uh, the second part of this message is Monticello. They've got a gunsmith rolling in every Thursday. That means, you know, if you show up on a Thursday, there, there's a chance he can work on it right there in front of you. Uh, but if, you know, Thursday doesn't work, drop it off any old time, pick it up any old time. Um, but, yeah, uh, Gunsmith at Mon Monticello Pawn and Gun. Again, those websites, dkmags.com and montypawn.com. Really quick, Joe, before you take over, wasn't that one of the things that Rookie would always do to mess with Jesse? Hmm. 
when he would say, well, you know, he would casually be talking to somebody else and he would see Jesse walk around the corner and he'd say, there's no way Lee Harvey pulled. Oh, yeah. And then Jesse would go off on it. Well, the reason there's Biden is delaying the release of more classified information. And I was testing the waters off the air with Johnny to see if we should talk about it tomorrow because it's not a political argument. And I love having this discussion with John. Uh, but uh, did, I don't did know. you see the reason he's delaying it? We, we can take care of this right now if you'd like. Please, they, they, they don't. They, they don't have uh, enough people because of COVID to go to go over them since he was elected president, and they want them all gone over. Mm-hmm. So that's why sometimes it's been delayed. John, again. you remind me of baby birds in the <laughs> nest with their mouth open, just <laughs> waiting to be fed whatever the government drops in there. <laughs> Such a... I love you, brother. I love you. I'm about to make a link. Paranoid oh, okay. conspiracy theorist. I'm, gonna oh, make I'm a, sorry. Go ahead, I'm going to make a link between frightened and unsafe-feeling college students and climate change hysteria. Okay. All right. We have a new... Uh, remember last week we had the guy who was very uh, put off his feed oh, yeah. uh, because men were installing radiators and he's trans... And uh, and yet he couldn't deny the self-evidence that they were men. How did he know they were men? Mm-hmm. But he was terribly frightened by yes. that and felt unsafe. Well, we have some new uh, uh, frightened students now at Christopher Newport University in Virginia. The outraged students there have protested against the school's scholar-in-residence over a tweet she posted decrying DC Comics for making their Superman character bisexual. Students said that tweet made them feel unsafe. Unsafe. Reading her tweet, we felt uncomfortable and scared in a place we are supposed to call our home, said sophomore Abigail Honeycutt to WTKR-TV. The tweet from author Sophia Nelson questioned the wisdom of marketing bisexual Superman to children. I don't get why this is necessary. I don't know. I don't. What if Christian parents of children reading comic books don't want their kids exposed to bisexual characters? This is being pushed on kids, read the tweet. Then parents have to explain it. Most cannot. And, and the, uh, she had to delete that because it, uh, it stole the safety from the university students. Stole the safety. <laughs> I was sad and angry, and I would want the university to publicly denounce her actions. It's not what we stand for. It's not a community of excellence, Honeycutt said. Okay, then Christopher Newport University President Paul Tribble released a long statement promising to change the policies and appease the students hurt by no. the tweet. No, I, no, 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 no. I'm not going to no. read his thing. No. Well, what's wrong with critical thinking? What What's wrong with both sides of the argument? This is what Johnny and I live for. Well, this is the, this is the failed <laughs> academy. This is what we do. We debate. We have fun. We talk about it. Jeez. Uh, this Nelson woman, an author, uh, said, Today it's me in the crosshairs, tomorrow it's you. Uh, Nelson yep. is a former Republican who left the party over the election of Trump. In a recent interview on MSNBC, she said the GOP is unsalvageable and Republicans need to form a new party to replace it. She hardly sounds like a, a, the right-wing ogre that would make no. these children so uncomfortable. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Isn't yeah. that amazing? Now, let's link That's, that. Let's link yeah. that. Is there any wonder that you get this kind of stuff. There's a guy named Jeff Goodell of Rolling Stone magazine who wrote that Joe Manchin just cooked the planet by not supporting Biden's massive federal spending bill. (laughs) He condemned virtually every living creature on earth to a hellish future of suffering, hardship, and death. (laughs) 
Wow. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin just cooked the planet. I don't mean that in a metaphorical sense. I mean that literally. Unless Manchin changes his negotiating position dramatically, he will be remembered as the man who, when the moment of decision came, chose to condemn virtually every living creature on earth to a hellish future of suffering, hardship, and death. Well, no, block those metaphors. Uh, that's, that can't be possibly be true. But you can see, if you are in a college environment and you're frightened by radiator repairmen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're frightened by a tweet, which was very civil and ordinary, put out by your resident scholar in residence, doesn't it stand to reason you're going to be the first saps to buy this idea that you're going to melt? Yeah. You're the first saps who are going to write like this idiot did in Rolling Stone. You're the first saps who are going to hope and pray and run to the government to protect you from the melting polar ice caps and rising seas. Never mind, that's where all the elites buy their homes. (laughs) Uh, It stands to reason. It just, there's no other way to look at it. We're raising young people who are stupid. Yeah. 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 They're just stupid. Imagine if this was your child. Oh. Or the, the, I guess the, the, the product of, uh, of those people, they probably fall in line with that kind of thinking anyway. Yeah. Yeah. They're making their parents proud, Chris. Did you guys, see, speaking of the, uh, the, the climate, did you guys see, the, I, I was trying to find the video, the, the protest in New York City over, oh. over this. Oh, and the drivers were getting a little angry. They were, yeah, um, but yeah. somebody pointed out, you idiots realize that all of these cars are idling right. on the, I forget what bridge it was in New York City, but yeah. it, was a, it was a massive freeway. Oh. The damage that you're doing, it, it, was, it was pretty funny. Well, on a positive note, college enrollment uh, is, the, uh, is seeing its largest two-year decline in 50 years. Really? Now, I'd love to believe that's because young people have come to their senses and realized that it's a failed, failed academy, but mostly it's because of COVID. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. College enrollment was supposed to bounce back this fall. Instead, more students opted out. Nationwide, fewer students went back to school again this year, dragging undergraduate enrollment down another 3.2%, according to a new report from the National Student Clearinghouse Research Center that's based on early data from colleges. Uh, I don't care. I, 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 I think that... You, I think everyone should really think hard about committing 50, 60, 70 grand a year to the failed academy when there are so many other things you could do. I, I do believe uh, the academy works if you enter it with a specific, defined discipline in your mind. I saw a great tweet that was forwarded to us, I believe, by Jordy, and it said the one thing that COVID uh, vaccine. The COVID vaccine and gender studies degrees have in common are thirty-eight percent of them work. Right, which I thought was pretty funny. Right. <laughs> if, if you go, if you go and get an English degree or a social studies degree, you're you're doomed. But if you, I need to become a physicist to specifically work on this aerospace project in the future, then the academy would work for you. And if I go to law school in the state of Washington, I don't even need to pass the bar exam. Was it Washington? <laughs> Where was that? Well, it's being proposed here. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, is it here? Okay. Yeah. Coffee passed it. That's right. Then flew out here and passed one. Right. Other than this that, she hasn't good. done a damn thing. 
<laughs> Skadel character. Yeah. Uh, I just I just looked up his uh, his history, shall we say? Yeah. Uh, every every story he has ever written is about the environment. Really? Literally every story. And then when I went to his Wikipedia page, he's also written six books uh-huh. about the environment. So I think he may be a bit obsessed. That's uh, why I don't get me. Rolling Stone anymore. I don't want to put up with that kind of moron. Well, it, well, they've always had the, those kind of writers. Right, I mean, but they've never. They've nothing, been. They've you're, been ju- you're just getting older and more conservative. Well, they Joe. don't do any music <laughs> anymore. Yeah, I know. They I haven't rarely. seen Rolling Stone in a long time. Either father-in-law either always. Uh, my father-in-law until his dying day read Rolling Stone just so to quote Bill. I know what the enemy's up to. That's what I was uh, <laughs> I was humored by on uh, Sunday guy. night that people were, that were taking selfies at the, the, the Stones concert were tweeting them out with at Rolling Stone, as in the magazine, not the band. Whoops. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, man. I, I, I think Manchin has a better grasp of the American constituency than this fruitcake for Rolling Stone. I think Manchin has a better grasp of what his people need and want in American life. I think he has a better grasp of that than the, uh, than the Ilhan Omar wing of the Democratic Party. Did you guys... And I really hope he stays true. I hope he just keeps his... I, I hope he just keeps it up. He's, he should avoid those photo ops, though, on his yacht. That's not good. Did he have <laughs> a photo op on his yacht? Well, he was on the back of his yacht answering. People went up to his yacht in their boats to ask him questions. I don't mind that he has a yacht. <laughs> it didn't, well, I, I don't either, didn't but I didn't see. either. But uh, that's not a good. Uh, no, it's good not sequel, a good photo. Shall we say? I, I'm seeing Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> ripping around the harbor at top speed. <laughs> hey, you broke my anchor. Yeah, you scratched my anchor. <laughs> you scratched my anchor. You scratched my anchor. Did you guys see that Crenshaw went after Ilhan Omar this morning? But I did see did that. Did you also see, and again, only on the likes of Fox News or the Drudge Report or Daily Mail, you'll never see it in conventional news gathering uh, organizations. Her uh, rejection of the Minneapolis police has been making national and world news. Yep. Her blaming the police for crime is making national news. Yep. Mm-hmm. You don't see it here. Though. You don't see it here. You don't see it on the in the Washington Post or the L.A. Times. Or well, the Star Tribune covered it. You read from there yesterday. Right. They covered it. Yeah. With a with two different headlines. Right. That we discussed yesterday. But I mean, people are taking note of how destructive she can be. Yeah. And how mean spirited she can be. But again, it, I don't think it matters. No, it doesn't. Doesn't. No, it doesn't. Because we live in a world of political identity. We don't live in a world of personal character. No. But Joe, it, it's and that's straight. true of both parties. Yes. It's it's com- it's lies. It's right. complete fabrication. Right. The police cause carjackings. No, they don't. Nope. <laughs> no, they they nope. just don't. No. Nope. You're just wrong, Ilhan. <laughs> You're just wrong. The police aren't shooting each other across the alley in North Minneapolis. You have betrayed your constituents, Ilhan, and you should lose dramatically the next time you run, but you probably won't. Nope, it probably won't happen. I've got a paraphrase of what Reverend Tim's tweet said. I don't know when it was, but it was a picture of uh, Ellison, Philippe, and uh, Ilhan, and it was something along the lines of everything that's wrong with Minneapolis right, right now. Right, right. Attaboy, Chris. What? 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 I'm, Chris I'm only going to play a portion of the scan bucket because you were you were not Is it a something from yesterday. Yeah, but that's okay because you were not. Chris brought it up. Yeah, it's okay. 
Because my yeah. man Kenny was a little down yesterday, and I, I'm not going to hold that against him. <laughs> I barely <laughs> functioning. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Why, Why, the hell not? Why the hell not? I got you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Hey, he was playing hurt yesterday. That's why I'm going to give him a little credit. <laughs> Well, unlike the rest of this state, he actually showed up for work. <laughs> See, I personally believe that the climate will do us no harm. I personally believe that it's about a hundredth on the thing, a list of things to worry about. And I continue to think the public is being placed at great risk by an ever increasingly lenient judicial system. Yes. Listen to this one. You ready? Well, remember Uh-oh. the guys at the truck park bar shouldn't have been even in public. Right. Yeah. An immigrant teenager in Houston who was facing three murder charges and one aggravated assault charge was released on bond this week and has been permitted to return to school. You are kidding. Wow. Amadal Taeb Modawi, 17, is accused of killing three valets after crashing into them while driving a white Infinity G37 earlier this month, KPRC-TV reported. Modawi, who is from Sudan and is not a U.S. citizen, was charged with three counts of murder and one count of aggravated assault with serious bodily injury for his role in the crash. His bond was originally set at 350 or or 100 grand for each murder count and 50 grand for the aggravated assault relating to the passenger who was in the vehicle with him. Modawi has now made bail. I, I, what do you need, 10%? Where do you come up with yes, 10 grand? 10%. Where do you come up with the 10 grand? Modawi has now made bail and has been released into the public. Per conditions of the bond, the teenager must wear a GPS ankle monitor and is under house arrest until his next hearing December 15th, but he is permitted to attend school and go to church. Modawi, who also worked as a valet but for a different business, was allegedly driving recklessly and doing donuts in a nearby parking lot in a client's car when a Houston police sergeant spotted him and activated his sirens, KHOU-TV reported. According to the charging documents, Modawi responded by speeding away in an attempt to evade police, traveling at upwards of 60 miles an hour in a 30-mile-an-hour zone. During the getaway, he struck three other valets, 22-year-old Orduna, uh, Eric Orduna, 23-year-old Nick Rodriguez, and 18-year-old Fanan Miasho before driving through a ditch and crashing into a pole. Mudawi, along with the passenger, reportedly sustained serious injuries as a result of the accident. Mudawi reportedly broke his leg while the passenger broke both legs and was ejected from the vehicle. Uh, sh- uh, shades of a Tiger Woods-type crash. In fact, wasn't Tiger Woods in a, an infinity? Uh, neither here nor there. The three individuals that Madawi struck were pronounced dead on the scene. Oh, and, uh, investigators determined that Modawi was not intoxicated at the time of the incident. Yeah, he's sitting next to your kid in math class today. Ugh. Wow. He shouldn't see daylight for 30 years at the very least. Man alive. It's just amazing. It's just amazing. <sighs> I'm hungry, man. All this depressing news is making, it's making me hungry. It's making me hungry for comfort food from Grunhoffers. It's making me honey uh, hungry for meatloaf and brats and burgers and steaks. I haven't had a steak in a long time. i got to make a run. Yeah, you do. There's the new Grunhoffers in Forest Lake on Highway 97 just east of 35. You know what? I think to kick off the World Series tonight, yeah. I'm going to have to f- fire up a meatloaf. <laughs> 
You have any in? Oh yeah, I still have. I still have some. You in have my some possession. in inventory. Yeah, there is no warning being issued. And of course, the original location is just north of Hugo on Highway 61. Is Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats? It's simply been the best discovery of our lifetime when it comes to grilling and uh, frying and baking and cooking, cooking and uh, everything. Yes, it's just uh, it's been a wonderful, wonderful treat. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo and Forest Lake. Hey, once again, we want to thank Andy and his crew at Kahuna Window Cleaning and Services for their partnership here in Garage Logic. You see, they take care of all the stuff around your house that you really hate doing. Window cleaning, gutter cleaning, pressure washing, roof washing. They even put up and take down and store your holiday lights. They service the entire metro area from North Branch to Norwood Young America. Kahuna is also a veteran-owned company and honored to be recommended by Trust Vets. Check this out. Throughout November, they have a great special on gutter cleaning just for GLers. Cleaning your gutters is extremely important. It can prevent insect infestation, roof leaks, foundation damage, basement leaks, landscape damage, and more. Kahuna ensures that all the gunk is removed, downspouts are unclogged, and water is flowing freely. Right now, for GLers only, pricing for gutter cleaning packages start at just $124. This special will run only through the month of November. Head to kahunawindowcleaning.com to schedule a washing. Make sure you ask for the Garage Logic special, kahunawindowcleaning.com. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Hello and welcome back to the Trady Post uh, section, the help wanted <laughs> section of uh, Garage Logic this afternoon. And uh, just got a call in from the uh, GLers and our friends at polkadotdairy.com slash jobs. They are looking for you, licensed CDL Class B drivers. Uh, if you want to do route work based out of Hastings on Highway 61, Here's why you should be paying attention to me and not snickering. 60000 a year salary, 401k match, and early morning hours with no weekends. Paying attention now? Uh, the best part, you get to join a team of GLers. All you need is a valid CDL Class B license and a good attitude. You're going to fit right in with GLers. You can have... Uh, Fun, spirited discussions. Nobody's feelings will get hurt. You'll have a great job, a great route. And uh, all you have to do is log on to polka.dairy.com slash jobs to apply and get started on a great new career with a great group of GLers. Again, polka.dairy.com slash jobs. For the first time in my career, we're experiencing clients who are using their advertising time not to tout their product, but to, in a desperate attempt to find help. Mm -hmm. It's yep. just amazing. Mm -hmm. I've never experienced this before. Everybody's hiring. Yeah. And, yeah, there's some good jobs out there, too. Yeah. In fact, uh, you guys were talking about the, the, the need a couple of segments ago, and I know a kid that quit school because uh, the Aldi headquarters is in my hometown in Faribault. It's right off the freeway. Mm-hmm. They're starting people out at 26 bucks an hour. I right? hear tell wow. that Aldi is one of the best places to work. That's what ever. I heard, too. Yeah. 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 So yeah. he said, to hell with it. I'm going to be in debt for the next 10 right. years. Why um, not just quit and then go start working I, I, there? I happen to be buddies with the guy that runs ProfessionalTurf.com. He's a great guy to work for. I, I mean, he is a super guy. And these guys at Polkadot, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Starting salary sixty k four hundred one k four hundred one k match. That's something. That is that's nice, yeah. man. 
Here's John Hyde. He's got a nice place to work right there. Right <laughs> He's in, in the music room. room. You like music it? Room. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks, Joe. Uh, a couple things we talked about earlier, just to clear a few things up. Uh, St. Paul does have a program where 150 families get $500 per month. They started that a little over a mm-hmm. year ago. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, they already are taking part, and there are 20 cities in the U.S. Uh, as of September of last year right. that uh, we're doing it. So there's probably started more now, Started in Stockton, in California, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, you're correct, yep. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we talked. I think we talked about this off air. I'm not s- uh, certain. Chris, you were wondering about how many cops Chicago that was during the show. Year. Yeah, was, was during, it during the show? Yes. Okay, uh, I did look it up, and they think it will probably the numbers by the end of the year will be 1,000 officers lost to resignation or oh, retirement. Holy crap! So, yeah. What so is their normal? Do you have their normal? What their normal workforce would uh, be, John? They have thirteen thousand employees, but that includes office people, that sort of thing, in the like in that. the police department. Okay. Yes. So uh, there you go. They're all going to be sitting in a box, scarecrow policing. So wait a minute. If I do the math, they're losing ten percent of their roughly, or just under ten percent of their workforce. Just under ten. Yeah. Exactly. Holy yep. crap. Goodness. Yeah. And number, I bet officers. I mean, it is over ten percent because, like we said, True. some of those yeah. are administrative. So yeah. Uh, in news, the Youth Football League has decided to not have any more games in Minneapolis for the rest of the year. That comes after that shooting of a 15-year-old near Phelps Park as a fourth-grade football game was wrapping up. The Twin Cities North Youth Football League made the decision to not schedule games in the city for the rest of the season. The commissioner said the victim was at the game to watch his brother play. There are not many games left in the season. Even so, Swanson said after connecting with other league officials, they felt moving the games was the best move. Uh, this all means that Minneapolis uh, that about six league games will be relocated to nearby high school fields uh, to address safety next season. Swanson says the league has already started looking into using Minneapolis high school facilities. As of Monday, yesterday, 55 people younger than 18 years old have been shot in Minneapolis this year. Seven of those victims did die. And didn't, uh, wasn't it Minneapolis North a couple of years ago, and I don't know if they still do this, but didn't they also decide that they were no longer going to play night games because it was just getting too out of hand? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do they still do that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. A Hennepin County judge has granted a request to release the names of all 14 sworn and alternate jurors in the Derek Chauvin murder trial. A coalition of local and national media outlets, including our five eyewitness news downstairs, was a member petitioning the court in August to release the names of the jurors, as well as the finished juror questionnaires for all 109 prospective jurors. District Judge Peter Cahill approved the motion on Monday. The names and questionnaires are set to be released on November 1st. Why? I'm curious. Uh, why? Oh, just under the uh, rubric of public knowledge, I guess. Okay. Exactly. Okay. A 26-year-old man is in jail accused of hitting and killing a bicyclist in Rosemount. It happened about 3.20 in the afternoon yesterday near County Road 42 and West 145th Street. Emergency responders declared the bicyclist dead at the scene. The motorist is 26-year-old Trejeune D. Curry of Minneapolis, arrested at the scene, jailed on suspicion of criminal vehicular homicide in connection with driving in a grossly negligent manner. No specifics about the circumstances of of the crash have been released as of Tuesday morning. Morning. Uh, Curry was driving after having his license revoked, something he has been convicted of 10 times in the Jeez. past three and a half years in Minnesota, mm-hmm. according to court records. 
Uh, meanwhile, a motorist hit a woman walking her dog in Blaine, left her to die, and drove off, according to authorities. That happened about 12.30 yesterday near 109th Avenue Northeast and Flanders Co- uh, Court Northeast. Law enforcement found the vehicle later in the afternoon, but the sheriff's office has not said whether the driver was located. The woman was walking her dog on the side of the road when the vehicle heading west hit her. According to the sheriff's office, authorities haven't released the woman's identity. Emergency responders took her in an air ambulance to a nearby hospital where she was declared dead. Um, John, are you uh-huh. familiar w- with 109th? That's just north, isn't it? Oh, there it is. I'm looking at it right now. That's a major thoroughfare, right? That's a very major thoroughfare. Yeah, yes. that's yeah. two lanes uh, divided, right? Mm, correct, yes. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. From the- from the Star Tribune, Excel Energy proposing an electricity rate increase of 21.2% or $677.4 million over three years. Uh, with the rate hike, the company's average residential customers would see a 19% increase in their electricity bills from 2022 through 2024 or on average 15 to $21 per month. Excel filed for the rate increase with the Minnesota Public Utilities Commission, which must approve any increase. Chris Clark, who's Excel's president for Minnesota and the Dakotas, says this is really just focused on poles and wires part of our business and making necessary infrastructure investments. Don't they do this every time in hopes of getting a 5% increase? No. Not going to get a 20% increase. Yeah. You know what they need? A complete- the, uh, the, the kid you did the story on. A couple years ago, you mentioned it the other day that uh, went to school for electricity. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mark Hall, gopher basketball player. What's your major? Electricity. Electricity. <laughs> College but, uh, major, right? Not yeah. trade school. Right. <laughs> that reminds me of the classic phone call uh, when you were, uh, we were still a radio show. The fella uh, who was talking, you were talking with, and you got some ideas from him, and, and you said, what do you do for a living? And he said, homemaker. 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 <laughs> i got to find that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a completed Proctor High School football investigation now is in the hands of the St. Louis County Attorney's Office. The office said it received a referral from the Proctor Police Department yesterday after the department's criminal investigation into some members of the Proctor High School football program. Kim Mackey said in a news release, uh, she, by the way, is with the county attorney's office, that the office will conduct a thorough, careful review of the evidence before making any charging decisions. The investigation, begun in mid-September following a complaint of student misconduct within the football team, led to the resignation of the coach, Derek Perendo, and the cancellation of the football season for the entire team. Um, homemaker. Mm-hmm. There it is. That's beautiful. <laughs> uh, Idaho police exchanged gunfire with the suspect during a shooting at a shopping mall in Boise yesterday. The shooting killed two people, injured four, including one of the officers. Boise Police Chief Ryan Lee told reporters it happened about almost uh, 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Included a report that one person was shot and down. Panicked people who were inside the mall fled to the parking lot. When officers got there, they spotted someone who matched the description of the suspect. They exchanged gunfire. That's where the officer was injured. Police on Monday night said in a statement the suspect was in critical condition at a hospital. The officer who was hurt was treated and released. Authorities didn't release any other info about the victims or the suspect, saying only the investigation was ongoing. The Boise Town Square shopping mall is the city's largest mall. Riddle me this. I'm just watching a video uh, because I'm paying rapt attention to John's newscast of them closing the roof in Houston. It's 85 degrees, 
and it's going to be 78 with clear skies at first pitch. Wow. No idea. No uh, idea why I they would do that. I have no idea. I'm, huh. I'm paying attention to the show. I got gotcha. you. But it's they, they <laughs> were shutting the, the roof, Joe. They were I know. I, the... I got it. But uh, does Atlanta have a roof? <laughs> no, they do not. Good. No, they Good. don't. Long-term COVID-19 side effects might include memory loss and other huh? cognitive dysfunctions <laughs> commonly labeled as brain fog. That according to a study released that examined patients in the Mount Sinai Health System. The study published Friday in the peer-reviewed medical journal JAMA Network Open analyzed patients who contracted COVID-19, not people who only received the vaccine. The most common cognitive deficits the study identified were memory encoding and memory recall. That showed up in 24% and 23% of the participants respectively. Memory encoding is the process of storing sensory input as a memory. Memory recall refers to accessing memories that are stored already and retrieving them for usage. I thought Extremely, I could help you, uh, Reavers. I'm sorry, John. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the radar, and I see uh, no threat of anything in the Houston area. Hmm. So I'm, Maybe that's just MLB protocol. I don't know. Hmm. It's weird. Uh, speaking of Houston, boy, this is a highly disturbing story that I don't uh, really understand how it happened. The skeletal remains of a child and three surviving siblings who appear to have been abandoned were found inside an apartment in the Houston oh, area. Oh, God. One of the kids, a 15-year-old, called the Harris County Sheriff's Office Sunday afternoon, told authorities his 9-year-old brother had been dead for a year and the body was inside the apartment. Deputies responded, found the teen and two other siblings, ages 10 and 7, living alone in the apartment, according to Harris County Sheriff Ed Gonzalez. The other child's skeletal remains were also located. Deputies said the remains appeared consistent with the age provided by the 15-year-old. The teen told deputies his parents hadn't been living in the apartment with him and his two younger siblings for several months. The sheriff said it also appeared the surviving children were fending for each other with the oldest sibling caring for the younger two. It was unclear whether any of the kids were attending school. They appeared to be malnourished and had physical injuries. All three siblings were taken to a hospital to be assessed and treated. The mother of the children and her boyfriend were later located, according to authorities. I don't understand this part. Both were questioned and released, no. according to, to Sheriff Gonzalez. No. The cause of death of the young child will be determined by the medical examiner. A representative for the apartment's management company declined to talk to a KHOU reporter who was on the scene. I, I take that back. Uh, I was looking at Louisiana. Uh, there is <laughs> there is rain uh, in the Houston area. I was I was looking at the wrong state. Okay. Yeah. Did you not hear a word of that last story? I not only heard it, I read it all, and I I just uh, uh, just yeah. I can't handle it. I, it's, it's what, what, what is is it just people are, are losing it the decline of moral and ethical integrity the lack of respect you, for life the lack of responsibility in the future john take into account my very fragile very thin ice that is my mental health don't i can't be don't uh i'm uh no oh don't boy. do those stories what you're saying Oh, well, you know, I, I really didn't want to do that story, but it was so absurdly horrible. Mm -hmm. That yeah. is why I, I did the, that. So. Yeah, and you mentioned one or more with physical injuries. Can you imagine the mental trauma? Oh, no, those no, kids have no, no shot. They have no shot. Oh, my it's word. It's depressing. Wow. Elon, 
Elon Musk's personal fortune jumped by $36.2 billion in one day yesterday after Hertz, after Hertz <laughs> Global Holdings placed an order for 100,000 Teslas and filing showed a fresh batch of options in Musk's moonshot pay package vesting. That buy by Hertz, by the way, has Tesla joining an elite group of companies with market values of at least one trillion dollars. John, in the future, could you not do these kinds of stories either? <laughs> so, the maker, yeah. Yeah, you know, finish, and then I have a question for our uh, our investment expert. Uh, te- Tesla is now the second fastest company ever to reach the one trillion dollar mark. It took it just over eleven years. Facebook Inc. did it faster, although its market capitalization is now below one trillion dollars as the stock has sold off over the last two months. Other U.S. listed I members why of the that tr- was. why aren't the why isn't the Ford family trillionaires then? Is he getting all this money from selling these crap can electric cars? Yeah, I don't let know him finish else. the story. All right. Uh, other U.S. listed members of the Trillion Dollar Club include Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet Inc., and, of course, Amazon. Hmm. My question, uh, are Hertz and Musk, are they cahooting here? Because who is, was there a down payment made, or was this just an order placed? What placed, 100000 placed, yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what has to transpire. Maybe what if, happen? Yeah. Probably got to give them something. What if this never happens? Well, I don't keeps... see any reason why it wouldn't happen. No, listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> listen he, to me. He, he Linda, his net Linda. his wealth won't reduce, will it? They he, he they won't get that money back. Well, this will. How happen. much did he? Why wouldn't this happen? How, how much did he make yesterday? Thirty-two billion. Thirty-two billion. Yeah. Thirty-six billion. Yeah. So, just on this news alone. No down well, payment. No. Well, it's it's because he had uh, things in his portfolio that opened at a certain level every time something happened at a certain level, so then he would be paid. He probably doesn't have enough cash much. on him to buy a cheeseburger. No. But what I'm saying, there's a good chance that the you know what if this order just doesn't happen? It they can't fill it. Uh, Hertz backs out. He still keeps the money. We don't know that Hertz paid for all 100,000 cars. That's not the way it would work. Probably well, a just, delivery. I, would assume, I just placed an order for 100 bucks from a place yesterday. I had to pay them before they even went can to the you know, shipping room. Here's how I can help you out. Stick around for the end of yeah, Garage Logic when our guy Josh Arnold gives you the full there breakdown of things just like this in the money report. It's uh, been a little colder the last few nights, but this is kind of one of those stories where you just go, really? It's on the Facebook page of is the Barron, Barron County. County. Yes, I saw yeah, this. The, <laughs> it's uh, on the Facebook page of the Barron County Sheriff's Department in Wisconsin. In fact, they started the story with the question, where do we begin with this one? Mm-hmm. The I department this. <laughs> department shared an image of a truck in the water with an apparent ice fishing house behind it. Mm-hmm. The image was posted to Facebook Saturday with the caption, and uh, there's a period after every word, it's in caps, the ice is not ready yet. The caption on the photo does indicate investigators say alcohol was a factor and that it was the third incident involving operating while intoxicated uh, that evening. If you saw the pictures, the, the truck is it's, it's in the water. You know what was going through my head, John, when I saw that story? What? Hey, y'all. 
Here's Kenny. With Although Kenny's not even that dumb. To These morons thought they could drive on the ice. In October. Hey, hey let, let's go fishing. Hey, I got no. an idea. Here we go. Let's put it in tonight. The Packer game's over. Yeah. Let's get the fish house out there. Have you guys ever partied or hung out in anywhere in Barron County, Rice Lake or no. Barron or Cameron? No. Or no. no. Prairie, Prairie no. Farm, no, any of those? Too frightened Isn't Barron County where that girl was yes. abducted? Yeah, yes. that's what I thought. Uh, it's, yeah, it's on Highway 8 just east of the uh, Twin Cities. Uh, those folks are champion mm-hmm. drinkers. Mm-hmm. Champion <laughs> drinkers. Are there yeah. perhaps a couple men's clubs on that highway? I'm, I'm going to guess. Just to you, John, yeah, I wouldn't from, know anything about that. Yeah, okay. I don't know why just you check. Ask me. But uh, yeah, bring your miner's helmet if uh, you're on Highway Eight. Oh God, thank you. Uh, as hard as it is to, as hard as it is to believe, they are still identifying victims of John Wayne Gacy. Well, the discovery of more than two dozen bodies stashed under Gacy's house near Chicago was making headlines all over the world back in the late 1970s. Francis Wayne Alexander's family in North Carolina didn't think much about it. The way they saw it, uh, the kid had just cut off communication with the family because he wanted to be left alone. Well, news this month that for more than 40 years, the man they knew as victim number five was actually Wayne. They were told that DNA tests on the remains of one of the half dozen unidentified victims of the notorious serial killer were Alexander's. Cook County Sheriff Tom Dart said at a news conference Monday they just loved him, but they thought he wanted nothing more to do with them. So that's why there was never a missing persons report. Uh, The sheriff, Tom Dart, said Alexander's mom and other relatives didn't want to speak publicly about the identification as a Gacy victim, but his sister made clear the family never stopped thinking of what might have become of him. Alexander's remains were among 26 sets that police found in the crawl space under Gacy's home. Three other victims were found buried on Gacy's property, and another four people whom Gacy admitted killing were found in the waterways just south of Chicago. When did we put him out of our misery? 1994, I believe. It was the 90s, yeah. Death by lethal injection, I believe. I'll look it up. He he ruined clowns for a lot of people for many years. Uh, Striking workers... One of the world's largest bourbon producers voted to ratify a new contract over the weekend, one day after announcing a tentative agreement with Heaven Hill. About 420 members of United Food and Commercial Workers Local 23D went on strike six weeks ago. They formed picket lines at the company's operations in Bardstown, Kentucky, after rejecting a previous contract proposal. This new agreement came just days after the company signaled it would be hiring permanent replacement employees for bottling and warehouse ops. The workers then voted to ratify a five-year agreement Saturday. The dispute revolved around health care and scheduling, the latter a side of the bourbon industry's growing pains as it tries to keep up with global demand. Family-owned and operated Heaven Hill produces Evan Williams. They also make Elijah Craig, Henry McKenna, Old Fitzgerald, Larceny, and Parker's Heritage Collection. Workers often spend long careers at Kentucky bourbon distilleries. The jobs regularly attract multiple generations of families. Disputes flare up occasionally. Other strikes occurred in recent years at Jim Beam and Four Roses. Other big names in the bourbon sector. He fell in a vat and drowned. Oh, tell me it didn't take long. Well, he did get out three times to take a leak. But uh, He died May 10th of 1994 in Stateville Correctional Center. In Illinois. Boy, there's nothing wrong with my memory. 
I was going to say, you don't have that cognitive problem that the COVID-19 no, there. You got I the don't. date just like that. Here's, mm-hmm. here's what I can't understand. Obviously, I'm very familiar with the story. How did he get the victims to show up at his place? He uh, uh, said he had construction work for many of them, that he wanted them to come over and help with some construction work. Uh, yeah, and, and that that's one of the ways. There were, there were other ways, them, too. But you, okay. You got these really cool... Got these cool clown shoes. You should come on yeah. over and see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the vaccination rate uh, among incarcerated New Yorkers is about fifty percent. In order to boost that number, did I say incarcerated? I hope I did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, among uh, incarcerated New Yorkers is about fifty percent. And in order to boost that number, the Department of Corrections and Community Supervision is going to be offering meal incentives, according to a memo. They're in prison. According to a memo, McDonald's and pizza probably will be used as meal incentives for those serving time behind bars to get vaccinated by December 8th. And facilities that increase their vaccine acceptance percentage by 10% between now and December 8th will get a Christmas roast beef holiday meal. How about that, Joe? Just like uh, Jack Spratt or... uh... What's the Christmas? What's the Dickens deal? Uh, the little guy, Jack Spratt. The little guy that had tiny, the goose, tiny, tiny Tim. Tiny huh? Tim. Didn't he yeah. have the beef dinner, or the duck, or some damn thing? I no, it was uh, <laughs> it was a turkey, wasn't it? It was, it was a goose, I think. Yeah. With raspberry jelly. I don't know anymore. A Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol, right. which I read. That's, I read every Christmas. That's right. Yeah. Are you opposed to prisoners getting the vax? Is that what I'm hearing? Me. Yeah. No, I would say you're in prison. You're going to do what we tell you to. Get the vaccine. I'm not giving you a Big Mac to go with it. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> uh, here, here's the problem with this uh, this theory. Um, well, some of the folks who guard these people, yeah, they're they're not getting anything to get vaccinated. They don't think that's fair. Well, then they we should got... commit a crime and get on the other side of the. There bar. you go. <laughs> then get your free happy <laughs> meal. Get your damn well, meal. That's a good theory. Yeah. Uh, the president of the New York State Correctional Officers and Police Benevolent Association, Michael Power, said it seems like when it comes to the inmates getting vaccinated, it's all carrot. And when it comes to the staff getting vaccinated, it's all about the stick. Yeah. Some members who are state hospital security officers have filed a lawsuit against the state's health care worker vaccine mandate, saying it goes against their constitutional rights. The department, though, says uh, correctional facilities have held employee appreciation luncheons for those getting vaccinated, and they should appreciate that. John, that's fantastic, and uh, we can't thank you enough. For the time. Yeah, you're, you're thank welcome. you enough for the time. We'll, uh, we'll be back <laughs> shortly. Okay. This is Patrick Racy for The Canopy Group. Your kids are back in school, and when they get home, they do their homework, or they're supposed to do their homework. Why don't you do your homework? You have been with that same home and auto insurance company that has only one agent who represents only one insurance company for years. You deserve options. Let's face it, your insurance needs change as the years go by. Insurance companies' rates certainly change as the years go by. That is why the Canopy Group provides you with 16 options, not one, 16. Don't tell your kids, but you can outsource your homework to the Canopy Group. They will teach you how they find the best insurance coverage for the best price, not only today, but each and every year. Contact the Canopy Group at 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com and let them do the homework for you.
Latte Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. GLers, you got a few days left to get out to EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61 and take advantage of the great reverse supply chain problem. They've got 10% off now on Bintelli e-bikes until the end of October. That's in addition to the great prices. This is the Bintelli electric bike headquarters for the region. Uh, not to mention a full line of Yamaha products, those great scooters that turn uh, urban errands into adventures, youth recreational equipment, helmets, apparel, and service. Uh, right now, check and see if they have any uh, space left for winter storage of scooters and electric bikes. Starting at 240 bucks. I'm doing it because it, it includes a full spring tune-up and winterization, and uh, the pickup and drop-off at your home is done for a for a reasonable fee, if you ask me, it's uh, just the way to go. Freeze up more space in your garage for the winter. Uh, the bike and scooter will be taken well taken care of over the winter, and then in the spring, she's ready to go with a, the oil change and the tune-up and the whole deal. This is all at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61. Where else? In downtown Forest Lake. I'm afraid Jordy is uh, onto something that I predict, and he predicts, will come true. Uh, the Vikings from Scandinavia raided, pirated, and traded, plus simultaneously brought home slaves and concubines. So 500 years later, Christopher Columbus was not so bad after all. I'm waiting for the Wokesters to demand the Minnesota Vikings change their name to the Minnesota football team. The Vikings were marauders who specialized in kidnapping foreign women. Really? I'm surprised that the, the woke crowd hasn't gone after them. Well, they probably didn't know. Well... Nobody knows until you look it up. Well, way to go, Joe. Now we're going to have to change the name of the Vikings. Joe, longtime listener, first-time emailer. My wife works at an elementary school in Minneapolis. Every Monday morning, she meets at Sister Sledge Coffee Shop with her friends for coffee. She was told yesterday that they will no longer accept cash due to the recent brazen daytime armed robberies in the area. A comic store and a nearby bakery were among four daytime armed robberies that took place within the last two weeks. My point is, how can the average Minnesota resident make a good judgment vote for removing the police when none of these crimes are being reported in the news? I suppose you, the newspapers figure they can't keep up with the, the amount of brazen daylight robberies there mm -hmm. are. That's a flimsy excuse. Give me a break. Yeah, well, no, you're right. It should be reported. Uh, greetings, Mayor. My grandparents immigrated to this country in 1912. They studied the English language and the culture in order to assimilate and fit in. They also attended movies in order to learn how to speak like Americans and lose their accents if they thought it would help them improve, advance to better jobs, and prosper. Now, if you do fit in today, you're considered a, a leucophobic, a melanophobic, a xenophobic, diversophobic, racist, uh, sexist, etc. Assimilation was good for the country as it provided an opportunity for unification of a highly diverse immigrant population. That is missing today, and as you said, people want to, uh, the people want to make this country something it is not and never can be, to paraphrase, paraphrase an extremist monoculture republic. The U.S. is a diverse culture that is or was unified to enjoy more freedoms than any other country, and that includes the freedom to pursue your own self-interest and succeed or fail on your own initiative, motivation, integrity, and innovation. That includes one's outcome. Uh, that includes 
one's outcome is determined by one's input. That is very difficult, different than expecting the same results, outcome of others whose input included more sacrifices, diligence, initiative, and integrity, a strong work ethic. Best Gibby. And now, and I've made a mistake wait, all this wait week. Wait a second. Yeah. Back up, back up one letter. Yeah. Newspapers could s- cover it, and it would be really simple. Um, the crime report? Yeah, yeah. Bring back the police blotter. Yeah, I think you have it on weekends only. And, yeah, that, and the, the one you have on the weekend is it's almost charming crimes, right, right, fun right. crimes. Somebody smelled smoke. Yeah. Uh, it was a neighbor farting or, you know, something. It was, yeah. you know, <laughs> br- bring back the real police blotter. And right. you know what I thought, based upon your story from Chicago earlier, too, how much crime is un- unreported? As in, you know, all, you know, th- this a lot. Car- and I'm wondering what that number is, and will Chicago then resort to let's not even report on this so we don't hit that number? How much money are you going to get out of a comic book store at 10 in the morning? I, I was thinking the same thing. About two bucks? <laughs> well, they probably start with a certain amount, too. Only because they come to us all the way from Livingston, Zambia. Wow. Wow. Where and, the hell and, is uh, that? Uh, uh, Tom Lyman told me I had one job, and I've been missing the fact that they've moved on from Marleth Park. Livingston. <laughs> Livingstone, Zambia. Zam- Zambia. 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 In 1950, Edward Calvin Kendall and Philip Showalter Hench, Mayo Clinic doctors, and Taddeus Reichstein, a Swiss doctor, are awarded the Nobel Prize in Medicine for their development of cortisone. Oh, it's on the border of Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. And in 1960, on this day, today, Calvin Griffith decided to move his Washington senators to Minnesota, where, of course, they were renamed the Minnesota Twins. And 30 years ago today, we'll see you tomorrow night. And uh, these come to us now from Livingstone, Zambia, or Zambia. I bet they took the Harry Mwanga Nakumbla. Airport. Really? I bet that's how they got there. Really? Man, they are really a traveling family, aren't they? A traveling as, couple. Uh, as Rook would say, that is east and south of us. That's right. <laughs> east and south. Thank you, GLers. Wow. Look at that. They're all the way down there. Huh? Reavers, you got to do me a favor. Talk um, to me. I just looked up Bobby Womack's uh, across 110th Street, <laughs> and uh, the second, third video um, in line is Rolling Stones review from U.S. Bank Stadium, posted 22 hours ago uh, by Garage Logic. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do I do to get Garage Logic out of my YouTube timeline? No, I'm sick, no, 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 no. I'm no. sick of seeing me when I go to YouTube. <laughs> This is not right. Well, Kenny, I'm glad you mentioned that because you should join the thousands of GLers, including our own Kenny Olson, and subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube page. It's just that easy. Kenny, daily videos. Sometimes multiple times a day we post videos. I would if I wasn't there, uh, but I, I don't want to see me. <laughs> Everybody wants to see you, Kenny, and that's why you should subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube page. Also, Check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Insta. That's short for Instagram, Joe. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, <laughs> also download the Pod MN app for your smart device as Kenny listens to Bobby Womack. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. All right. 
It is that time once again here in Garage Logic where we pick up that phone and we make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And GLers, that is exactly what you should do today in these volatile times for that free 48-minute financial consultation. Yes, I said the word free. And you do that just like I did by calling 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number and you get Josh and you also get straight talk. You never get sugar-coated advice. And Josh, is with us once again here in Garage Logic and Josh. It's going to be a big earnings week this week. Big earnings week, Chris. Both technology companies, internet-related companies, still a few Dow components supporting. To me, one of the bigger earnings weeks is favorite Apple and Amazon report Thursday after the close. I'm not so sure how much is expected from both of them, but analysts will be looking not so much on results but on their guidance and what Apple and Amazon are saying about supply chain, the impact of inflation, and where things stand. Apple's has gotten a few positive reviews prior to earnings, including one from Bank of America, who is neutral on the stock, does not see Apple moving up much nor down much. Bank of America came out today and raised their revenue estimate from $84 billion to $86.6 billion. That's a big number. iPhone sales, computer sales, as well as big services of business are coming up. We'll see how Apple does. Does typically, unless Apple really crushes the number and guides up, the stock probably fall back a little bit, and that would be an opportunity to add to the shares. Amazon, again, spending is going to be the key in their guidance, what they're going to be spending on, and some of their logistics and hiring practices will be under the microscope within. But Amazon did get a very nice plus today in terms of partnering with a little company called Verizon. Verizon. Verizon wants to use Amazon's satellite internet company to expand broadband in rural neighborhoods or rural areas. This could really be a nice boost that way for Amazon. Plus, Amazon has indicated that they have, have been ramping up their supply chain, supply chain period. Best Buy, which does not report this week, uh, got an, a very nice upgrade, by the way, because they have been spending on supply chain. And the upgrade sees Best Buy coming in or price target at 155 bucks a share, currently at 122. Tesla reported their earnings, did very well, and that has continued to move the stock up. Tesla hit one trillion in market capitalization, making Elon Musk one of the world's richest men. Facebook reported their ad sales slowed given Apple's new iOS uh, platform, which says to Apple users that you have to opt in for advertising, not opt out. Facebook, by the way, guided lower on this, as well as saying they're going to spend a lot more money to build out their metaverse, as well as separate their reporting into two separate units. Facebook, however, was up on this news. General Electric, not a stock that I'm really interested in. They did better than expected, generated a little more free cash flow. They were up. On the downside, local Polaris cut their guidance, missed their revenue and earnings numbers. Their stock fell. 
but another look at supply chain and deliveries, UPS beat. And UPS is really an underappreciated company, but very big in e-commerce. Their beat bodes well going forward. Something else to pay attention to, I believe I've mentioned this before, pay attention to the transport stocks and the logistics companies, whether it be a local company like C.H. Robinson, Expeditors International out of the state of Washington, or GXO, which was recently spun off from Trucker XPO. Now, these companies could hold the key to getting uh, deliveries and the supply chain moving again. Going to be very interesting this week. Make sure that you have some cash available to take advantage of any pullbacks of top quality companies. Excellent report as always, Mr. Money Talk. GLers, you heard him. Pick up that phone and make that call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation by calling 952-925-5608. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great day, and we'll do this again on Thursday. You got it. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.